0: Season 1 recap and primer sheets. This is Demystified, solving DM Mysteries in 20 minutes or less, because the only hard part is scheduling the next session. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Joey. And I'm Asaf. Today, we're going to talk about the one pager you should have ready for Session Zero called a Primer. So, this is the end of Season 1. We are ending it here because you now have the bare minimum needed to show up to your Session Zero. You can now run a campaign if you followed all of our advice. Hopefully. It makes it easier to consider all of these topics. Yes. So, when... New players ask, how can I know that it's time to start? How can I know that I'm ready to be a DM? The simple cut and dry answer is, can you fill out a primer sheet? So let's talk about these pieces of paper, these one pagers that you show up to session zero with and you hand out to your players and it sets the expectations and it sets the tone for the campaign.
1: Now, not everything on this primer sheet is required, but the more that you have on here while sticking to the one page. The better, because the idea for one page is important, is that you don't want to overwhelm your players. You don't want to give them like 500 pages of this is my game because they're not going to read it. They're not. This is the need to know.
0: And we're not saying that you need to have all of this is off. Just said you don't need to have all of this. But we are saying that if you leave something off of your page, it needs to be a deliberate decision that you have considered and said, no, we aren't going to talk about that. It's not important. We aren't deviating.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing for the primer is if there's anything in your campaign that might either turn off a player or be a surprise or something that they need to consider at character creation it should be on here cuz it's basically the it as the name implies it's priming the player to play in your campaign. So what's in the primer? Very first thing, what's your campaign about? The hook. Like, what is the hook? The hook should be only a couple sentences.
2: What your campaign's about, or at least what the first adventure is about, the first quest, the first thing that they're doing. What yeah. brings them together?
1: And the, re- the reason we should have that on there is it guides character creation. If your hook is all about zombies, that or in some way shows that there's undead, you're giving your players to make characters that are tooled to undead. Or the other way around. If you're playing in a campaign where you've got no... Undead in it, and one guy's, I'm gonna be a cleric who's all about undead. And you're like, there's no undead in my game. You're just like, suck. (laughs) Yeah. Although you do need to be careful about the campaign hook because
0: I think that you gave us a campaign hook with a little bit of Fae. And from there, every one of our characters had healthy doses
1: of Fae from everywhere. Yeah. It's the, the play, you don't know how they're gonna read into the hook. But the hook should give them some inspiration for their character. That's its purpose. But yeah, the hook should, like I said, should only be a couple sentences. It should prime the players with the first adventures about and it, or the general campaign without revealing any surprises you want to have in there. Don't give away who your bad guy is if you don't want them to know. Especially if it's going to be like a twist. Right. But... um yeah that's the number one thing in there that has to be in there
0: and it also solves your motivation problem where if your players aren't rolling up characters who are going to be motivated in responding to the hook
1: why are they bringing that character yeah yeah if you give them like one of the hooks that i've done before is you guys are guards to this caravan going to this place why is your character a guard like if someone's like, I'm never going to be a guard. It's like you, you knew the hook. Yeah. Why did you bring that character? D- you decide why this character is doing this. That's your job. Yeah. If the hook is that you come across
0: a flyer advertising for adventurers going into the tomb of a local tavern, do not turn that immediately into a political campaign because
1: yeah. you're probably going to be bringing characters who all have like dungeoneering kits yeah second thing on the primer if going back to the hook if there's any major npcs that have to be involved like we talked in a previous episode you should have three npcs the good guy the bad guy and the neutral guy it's okay to spell out one or two of them there uh to say this is the guy that hired you or this is the guy that's going to support you if you feel like it's going to tie into backstories right. you don't have to give it to them uh, this is a, a an optional one but if you want to have the players have characters who trust this NPC, give them the NPC ahead of time. Or if the players are
0: rallying around the occasion to kill the NPC in the plot hook because they are someone evil and nefarious, there's a trope known as the dragon who is like the second in command behind the big bad. So when you kill Darth Vader,
1: you have to deal with the emperor. Yeah. And give them Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah, let them know this is the leader of the Empire, right? Yeah,
0: so the Star Wars plot hook would be Darth Vader has boarded a spaceship and stolen the princess. You are being called to go rescue the princess and it's okay to deal with Darth Vader for right away because they're still the emperor.
1: Yeah, it those like I said, this bullet point is not required on the sheet. But it can definitely help with character
2: creation. Oh, and then you got your character creation rules. Yep. Our, just, our, our, yeah, that was our last episode. We, How we, are you going to build it? We just
1: had them? an episode on that. So, this is
0: where you communicate it outright. And so that way, if you really do want to ban all bards because you've just had one too many seduction rules, then
1: that this is where you put it. Yeah. And if you're going to have a variant to the creation, like you're going to say, all players get, all characters get a feat. This is the place to put it also like that way. If you're having your players build their characters ahead of time, then they're going to include this thing in there.
2: Yeah. And this is also going to be where you say, whether you're going to roll for stats, use standard array point by or whatever optional rules.
0: Right. Yeah. So if you give most normal characters two feats at creation, do centaurs get four?
1: (laughs) (laughs) centaurs aren't half though they're half three quarters they're creepy (laughs) they're they're insects (laughs) yeah they're they have six they have six appendages they're insects they really should be just like the upper half of a man and then a body with two legs at the end like a satyr (laughs) satyr yes satyr is half yeah anyways moving on
2: And this is where you're going to be explicit of whether you're going to have homebrew rules or what official content is going to be included or where you're going to decide what races are going to be included in your game.
0: And it might be come 2024 that you
1: can decide that you have a throwback game to the rules that we have today. Or if you're going to say, I'm going to play a 3.5. This is a 3.5 edition game. Or we're pulling some stuff from 3.5 or pulling some stuff from 4.
0: Yeah, pulling boss monsters from 4. This is where you'd want to declare that.
1: Yeah. So like it, anything, uh, yeah, sources of how the characters can make their, how the players can make their characters and guide them in that process. Because you don't want them making a character that doesn't fit the campaign because they're not going to have fun. They're not. Right. And so this is where you are going
0: to communicate the tone of the campaign as well, maybe through the plot hook, or you may explicitly say this is a comedic campaign. This is a campaign that's all about the power of friendship. Or this is a gritty horror survival campaign that brings in-house rules.
1: Yeah. Somewhere in this creation rules or in the campaign hook, you should mention the environs it's happening in. So that way you don't have someone who's making a ranger to play or a druid or a wilderness centered character playing in an urban political campaign or vice versa.
2: That's when you tell the ranger to use the optional rules. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes, yeah yes but it's anything like y- you're preventing the-, the whole point of this is to prevent someone from making a character that they're not going to
2: have fun with yeah right. or character creation decisions yes yeah,
1: yes and this is also where you
0: would point to those character creation decisions about what level characters are starting at what is their gear what is their gold yeah if you're starting at level one or if you're starting at level three or if you're starting at level 10
1: had a whole episode on that what a coincidence
2: yeah if you're giving them magic items start with how many what rarity
1: yeah it's not uncommon that people will say oh, you're starting at level six you get one rare magic item or whatever like just spell it out if you're giving them options you these are the options of magic items you can pick or if you're saying pick your own spell that out in this section too which that also leads to the next bullet point of this is an optional bullet point but i like to have it in there what are the level up expectations are they going to be Is it milestone? Is it XP? Is it going to be a slow progression? Is it a fast progression? I played in games where the DM is, you're going to be gaining a level every session until you hit level six. Starting off at level one, but every session, when we're done at the session, you gain a level. Oh, Uh, interesting. If you end in the middle of combat. Yeah. I mean, there are caveats to that, but it was like he spelled it out in the beginning because he's, I want you guys to start at level one, but I don't want you to be bored. And he had a reason for it. It wasn't just because. But that should be if you're doing something like that, put it in there. That should be in your primer. Yep.
2: Also, what is the maximum level going to be? Yeah. For the campaign?
1: That's another one. You can tell players we're only going to get to level seven, like no matter how long we play. Because higher level tier stuff is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't want you guys being able to end continents. So we're hitting level seven and then other stuff will happen. I I let you guys play with a level 15 wizard. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) Yeah. If that's happening. And then if you are going to have a level cap, what happens after that and why? And it's not just mechanics. It can also be
0: house rules about like housekeeping notification for cancellation. We didn't do an episode on what to do when your players cancel. So let's talk a couple of options.
2: Right. One option is to, if you have enough players, keep going without that player. The DM controls it or another player controls it, depending on the player of that character, what they choose. Okay. Or you just have them sit out in the background for that session. Or you can just cancel the game. Keep everything that you prepared and save it for next time.
1: Right, yeah. There are options of we're playing if only one player cancels. But if three players cancel, we're stopping. Yeah. Or if the DM cancels, someone else can play a different campaign. You could have a filler or whatever. And you need to let me... If you're going to cancel, let me know as soon as possible. Preferably like three... That kind of stuff.
0: So our logo, the pickled wizard, the wizard floating in the pickle jar, is a reference to one of those options where instead of sitting in the background, they were teleported into a magic pickle jar for the session. And then at the beginning of the next session, they pop out of the pickle jar as if nothing happened.
2: You know what? One positive thing that comes from a player sitting out for a session is that especially if their party is in the middle of a dungeon and then they come back in and they have all of their hit points, all of their spell slots.
1: Yeah. yeah, It definitely gives the party a little bit of we're not in such dire straits. A lot more resources. Yeah. Yeah. Unless that player skips another session. (laughs) In my experience, is usually what happens. You cancel one, you cancel them all. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're going to have that conversation in there, this is one of those ones that's like that cancellation bullet point. It's good to have in there. It's not required, but how much lead time will the DM give for a game cancellation? If there are DMs out there that are set that'll have it where the, they do a roll call. Who's going to play today and everyone has to answer and if they don't answer by X days before, the game's canceled. I've seen that before. Where it's if you don't tell me you're going to be there three, like two days before, I'm assuming you're not going to be there. And if not enough people are there, we're done. If that's how you're going to work it, put it in there. So the DM's a person, too. Yep. As your time
0: is up So another thing you're going to want to put on there, character death. Just had another episode about that.
2: Yeah, that's where you're going to put what the expectations are for the character death. If they're going to come back at a new level, if there's going to be options for bringing the same character back, if there's going to be some kind of infernal contract that will allow a character to return, or a dark secret or dark pact that will allow a character to return after death. Um, and really, you're just going to explain how the death is going to work in this campaign.
1: Or if you're playing a game where
2: death is absolute. Yeah, and there is no comebacks.
1: Spell that out. No, Then the players know... When they go in, don't be the squishy wizard. No <laughs> yeah. Um And the final thing really you should have on there is any s- house rules for the game that alter the mechanic. And I think we did an episode on that. If you're going to do like a gritty one, if you're going to have special crit rules, and that kind
2: of stuff. Blanking extra ability scores.
1: Yeah. If there's any variant rules you're including, if there's any common rules you're not including.
2: Changes to long and short rests.
1: Yeah. Again, the whole point of the primer is that someone reads this and then they have an idea of expectations because you don't want to spring it on them. You don't want them to, in the middle of combat, have a crit go against them. Get They get crit by an attack and you'd be like, your arm falls off. <laughs> And they're going to be like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're doing lingering injuries. And they're like, what? <laughs>
0: Did This happen yeah. just now. It fell off. It's on the ground.
1: Yeah.
2: That's a good place to, to put where it, whether you're going to use lingering in, injuries, encumbrance, coin encumbrance, some people use.
1: Gold is heavy. Yeah. yeah gold is really heavy. If you find five fifty thousand 50,000 gold pieces, good luck getting that anywhere. But yeah, any of those that not, th- these are things that don't affect character creation. They affect whether or not your player will want to play at the table
2: of ammunition
1: yeah if that some of those things like the coin encumbrance of the ammunition stuff is hit or miss Mm. on whether or not players will care some of the players will be like all right if you're going to do it i guess i'll do it but there are some variant rules where if a player hears it they're going to be like i'm not playing at
2: that table Yeah, keeping track of ammunition is tough but one thing to remember is that after combat you can spend one minute to regain half of your ammunition yeah yeah so there's a wavelength around a lot of that
1: But yeah, you, you don't want to spring on your players that you're playing a gritty horror game and they don't know that yet. All the surprises should come from the dice, not from the DM. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really the last thing. And I think the house rules is a must on the primer. The house rules are a must. The character creation is a must. And the campaign hook is a must. Some of the other stuff are strongly encouraged, but not musts. Those three, I think you really have to have on there. Yep, yep. And again, critical important should not be more than a page should be bulleted. Don't write an essay. Make it like bullet points, easy to read and easy to reference. Someone can look at it and get the information.
0: All right. So that was season one. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back in season two where we talk about all about what it takes to get or to run a session zero and how to move from campaign prep to campaign running yeah all right bye adios this was demystified if you liked it we'd appreciate it if you could leave a review or share this with your friends our website is demystified.com just the letter d mystified.com do you have a question for us reach out via our twitter handle at pickled wizards or ask on facebook at pickled wizards
1: same page we might talk about your problem here